Are you ready? It's time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. You heard it. It is time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Gray, here with my co-host, Tom Abbey. Cheers, everyone. Uh, Wednesday night and uh, not your normal Wednesday night. It is NFL schedule release Wednesday night. Yes, exciting times. No question about it, and that's going to be the primary focus of our podcast tonight, right, Tom? Yes, absolutely. It's going to be what we talk about most often tonight. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, brief overview of what we saw last week. Roy McElroy getting a victory um, last week at Quail Hollow, his third at that venue. Uh, so he's, uh, he's definitely a fan and made sense. A guy who drives it as long as anyone performed very well there, so... Uh, to me, that you know, just the price was too short for us to give them out. That's the yeah. only thing. You know, that's people who bet favorites. They they got one this week, so um, he made a lot of sense. Made a lot of sense in matchups and everything else for the for the course of the week. So um, I think there should be no real surprise that he came out on top uh, this week. We have the AT and T Byron Nelson, uh, which is moving to a new venue. So uh, playing at a golf course where um, there hasn't been a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of competition in the past, so would make a lot of sense to, I think Sung Kang uh, plays his golf as his home course there uh, for, at, uh, what is it, Craig Ranch, the name yes, of the course? Craig, TBC Craig Ranch. Yeah, so, um, you know, there, there are a few guys that we should look for. We'll talk a little bit more about that here in a few minutes, uh, but the primary focus of this episode is going to be the NFL schedule releases. It's just happened here in the last hour or so. And um, we've got a lot to dissect with that, don't we, Tom? Yeah, a lot to talk about. I think this is where, you know, free agency's happened. The draft has happened. You know who, who's on the team. Now it starts to assemble in your head how, how it's going to look as we, we put this together. Yeah, so, I mean, I think the, the first thing to leak this morning was week one. And, um, you know, there, let's, do, let's start with uh, just a quick overview of what we saw for week one. And then uh, let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we have a lot of Bills fans uh, that like to listen to the pod, so we're going to break down the Bills schedule for you a little bit. And uh, then we'll go into a little more detail on the games that we're most excited about this season that we've seen on the schedule so far that, that you know, they just grab your attention and uh, they, they make you really want to tune in, make sure that you're free during that time to tune in. So week one, Tom, first thing released this morning, Around eight o'clock this morning, I think. Yeah. And uh, the season's going to open with uh, Dak Prescott coming back to play at the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, should be a really fun game for that Thursday, September 9th. Yeah, I mean, it, when you're looking at the Buccaneers' schedule before, everyone's trying to predict who was going to play them, and I think everyone kind of had it narrowed down to either Buffalo at Tampa Bay or Dallas at Tampa Bay, and I think they they got it right. This is a fun game. Dak Prescott's back. Cowboys are a big draw. Obviously, the suit defending champions are going to be a big draw. So, between the two, I think it, it's a lot of fun to, to start the season off that way. Yeah, and then you've got, uh, I think, nine or nine or ten games in that early window on Sunday with uh, Eagles at Falcons, uh, Steelers at Bills, uh, Vikings at Bengals, Niners at Lions, Cardinals at Titans, Seahawks at Colts, Chargers at the football team, Jets at Carolina, and Jacksonville at Houston. Which games pop for you at 1 o'clock week one? Uh, Not because it should be a great game, but because of the storyline. Zach Wilson going down to Carolina with the Jets to play Sam Darnold. Yeah. I mean, that is tailor-made for... An entertaining story. Yeah, no question. You've got the Steelers coming to Buffalo. Buffalo's beat them twice in a row. Pittsburgh is a perennial contender. Uh, Buffalo has worked their way into that upper echelon of teams in the AFC at this point, uh, having lost in the AFC Championship game last year. So, you know, that's certainly a big one in the 1 o'clock window. Arizona at Tennessee should be fun. Yeah. I think you have a team in Arizona who's added some pieces to that defense to try to... uh, get on the same level as the offense, and Tennessee 
I'm interested. We're just talking about them inside. I'm interested to see how Tennessee looks this year. And a lot of changes on that team. A lot, of, a lot of player shuffling, and sometimes you don't really know how that's going to work out. The Colts had an overhaul in the offseason. Carson Wentz is going to host Russell Wilson in week one. Sounds fun to me. Let's go. I'm into watching that one a little bit. Yep. Uh, Fitzy uh, gets to play against Justin Herbert in uh, the 1 o'clock window as well. I like what's what's happening with the Washington football team on the rest of that roster. Uh, So I think that could be a fun game. I think that's going to be a sneaky, really competitive game. And, um, you know, I don't think that – I think that the lowest-rated game of the week will be the Jaguars at Houston. Yeah. Other than that Trevor Lawrence – interest factor to see how he looks in week one. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of intrigue in that one. Yeah, it could be. I, yeah, with Trevor Lawrence, if, he, if we all assume he's making his first start, that may be something to watch by itself. Did they toss him a cupcake here uh, week one to see if he can get off to a hot start? Yeah. Draw some interest for him? The Watson list. Texans may be a tough watch this year. Yeah. Uh, let's move to the 4 o'clock window. Some uh, good games at four. Man, are there. Uh, Cleveland at Kansas City. That is a really good football game. I'm almost mad that it's the first week of the season, though. I know. I'd like to see it a little later in the year when teams have hit their stride. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the one thing about it is week one seems like a time where uh, the running game is going to be in full stride, more than likely, and, yeah. and potentially that, that could favor Cleveland a little bit here. I, I like I love what they've done defensively. Yeah, their defense is scary. So, On paper, it's so scary. My Miami Dolphins travel to New England for the second year in a row for week one. Uh, I like getting a game in Foxborough in September. That's a much better time of year to play in Foxborough than uh, December, so I uh, can't complain there. And um, Packers at Saints, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be on either of those, those teams by September 12th. But it could be fun. Yeah, and uh, Broncos at Giants eh, doesn't carry a whole lot of intrigue. Now let's talk about the primetime matchup on Sunday night. Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. I, I'm just going to go ahead and give him that job now. I'll hold off, but I, I think he should win it. Yeah, uh, taking on uh, Matt Stafford and the Los Angeles football Rams. They are one of the teams I'm most excited to see. Uh, at the yeah. start of the season to see what that Rams team looks like. Um, and maybe that might be a good podcast topic. You know, what, yeah. what NFL teams are we most excited to see this year? Yeah. Um, then Monday night, uh, Baltimore. They've gone to just one game on Monday night uh, this week. Which is lame, Baltimore. NFL. Real lame. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, Ravens at the Raiders. So uh, they're going to get to kind of open the Death Star in style. This year, yeah. instead of uh, what with should no fans. be a fun game, yeah, you know the fan base is going to be pumped up there. Uh, playing a good Ravens team, those teams kind of—I like the way those styles contrast each other, or you know the similarities in two teams that run the ball as much as anyone. So I'm looking at the ESPN uh, schedule they have because they have a really nice week by week feature, which makes my life easier. Um, and as I'm looking at it, one of the things it has is tickets on the. On the right-hand side, it's like, oh, tickets for 63, as low as 53. You you know, there's a couple that pop into a couple hundred bucks. 200, 305 is the highest. And then you get to the Monday night game. Baltimore at Las Vegas. Tickets as low as $720. Yeah. If they're not going to be amped to really unleash that stadium there. Yeah. Gonna be nuts. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I, was, I was really excited to see that stadium open last year. Yeah. And now... I, I mean, I, to me, that stadium is the one that's the most exciting. The one in Los Angeles is beautiful, obviously. Sure. But it's a shared facility. It feels kind of, you know, Jerry World-ish, you know, big and cavernous. I don't know. Something about the way that, that Vegas stadium was constructed. I'm, I'm really interested to see how that how that plays out with a crowd full, uh, a full crowd screaming and yelling on prime time in week one when everything's up for grabs in a big spot, you know, not, not necessarily just a... Uh, run-of-the-mill matchup. This is a this is going to be a big game for them. Yeah. If there is such a thing in Week 1. But there is when it's an AFC opponent that's also going to be a playoff contender. So I think they're all big in Week 1. And I think what's one thing you'll hear every coach talk about, you know, you want to get to 1-0. and mm-hmm. that's, how, that's how you start. Um, get to 1-0 and and then keep moving. Keep keep that train going. Yeah. You know, the situations that, that 
it wouldn't hurt you with a loss in a non-conference game in week one. So you can kind of move past that, you know, coach speak. We'll take them one at a time, all that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, you know, non-conference losses aren't going to be as damaging. And in week one, when you're just still trying to establish your identity as a football team, um, it would be kind of nice to have a, a non-conference game that if you take a loss, you know, is what it is, but you can move forward from it. You hate to have those conference losses early with or those tiebreakers play out. I mean, listen, divisional ones. Right. I mean, I know all about those tiebreakers at this point. <laughs> Watching my team, you know, go 10 and 6 and not be able to get in the top 7 of the NFL playoffs last year. So, yeah. All right. Um, let's move on here. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, some of the intriguing matchups that we see here. Um, as, as we go through some of the, the primetime matchup in week two right away on Sunday night, Kansas City of Baltimore. Yeah. You got to be excited to watch that, right? I'm into it. You know, and, and that I'm kind of looking at, at the, just kind of glimpsing over the schedule, seeing games that just really pop in my eyes here. And um, Rams at Colts, that's yeah. an interesting one. One o'clock game. We're going to have the uh, Stafford versus Wentz kind of matchup. And both guys uh, in their second game with their teams. And, and again, these are two, it pops for me because those are two teams I'm excited to see the fit of those new quarterbacks in the new places. Yeah. I think that's, when you're looking at a new season, that's some of the most fun. Buffalo and Miami, week two, man. You know, this is where Miami's going to determine if they're going to be a contender or not. It's by, can you play well against the Buffalo Bills? And uh, they did not show it in the last week of the season last year, uh, but they did play them tough when they played in Miami. Yeah. So an opportunity early in the season to kind of, you know, show what you're all about. Yeah, I think people forget how close that game was. The Bills were trailing in like the late third quarter of that game. Yeah. Um, and for Miami, an opportunity to uh, they could get a jump start on the division. They could go two and zero in the first two weeks. They they would be in a, a great position. Ideally, I think more realistically, you're probably just looking at a split. Um, would be worst case, that, that's as bad as you can do. If you start zero and two, you're you're in big big trouble right out of the gate. So. Um, you know, some other interesting matchups. Um, you know, Patriots-Jets used to hold a lot of water. It doesn't anymore. It's lost a lot of its luster. Yeah, not that interesting. No. Um, week three highlights. Um, this is the, this is the first dud of the week. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some good games. I mean, you still have Tampa Bay at Los Angeles at the Rams. It's going to be fun to watch. But yeah, I think we, we see a little bit of the... Uh, we get an Eagles Cowboys game in prime time like we get every year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not Carolina at Houston on Thursday night. Who's tuning in for that? Yeah, I mean, everyone's tuning in. We're, we're going to tune in for it. But not, I mean, the next Thursday night, week four, yeah. Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Uh, I mean, you have the top top two picks in the last two years going at it. You can spin that fun early in the season. The storyline's okay. Yeah, you can you can spin that. I like the Seattle-San Francisco matchups anytime they play. Um, oh, so yeah, must-see TV. Those are, those are games but I enjoy watching. week four game of the week, hands down, Tom Brady and Tampa Bay heading to Gillette to play the Patriots on Sunday Night Football. Brady yeah. returns. Brady and Gronk really return to Foxborough. Uh, I wonder uh, what kind of reception he gets. I got I think it's a warm one. Yeah, they're all, they are massive for a reason. Yeah, well, I think that... I mean, if, you, if you're booing him and you're a Patriots fan, you're out of your mind. You're a scumbag. That's what you're <laughs> like, a scumbag. I think you're not happy you left, you but... You can't boo the guy who, who took you in all those Super Bowls and no. turned that franchise around for you. A franchise that was middling, you know, and they did make a Super Bowl appearance without him, but uh, it was unsuccessful, and then... You know, he, he did all that he did for that organization. You, you cannot cheer against him when he comes in. You can't just not give him a warm reception. Yeah. Applaud play, at least. Come on. Yeah. And then uh, week five highlights. We finally get a reasonable Ooh. Thursday oh, night. Really game. good Thursday Yeah. Ram Seahawks. Uh, that should be fun to watch. And on Sunday, the Sunday night game, Bills at Chiefs, rematch of the AFC Championship game. you got to be excited for that. That. Mm-hmm. I'm nauseous already. I'm sure you are. Um, but I don't see a lot of other games that really... The Monday night game's not bad. Colts at Baltimore. Right. 
Man, both those guys, the uh, Colts and Baltimore, have a lot of interesting games they have. They do some sorting out of themselves here. I like the, the three primetime games in that week. All three of them are exciting, enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, week six, the Buccaneers are on primetime on Thursday night at, at the Eagles. Uh, nice figure. Yeah. <laughs> um, Seahawks and uh, Steelers on Sunday night football. Uh, Bills at Titans on Monday night football. Uh, it's our first week of buys. Atlanta, New Orleans, the Jets, and San Francisco all on their bye uh, quite early in the season. Eight early bye. Yeah. It's not fun. No. Dallas um, at New England's interesting. Yeah. Other good matchups that week. Arizona at Cleveland, I'd be intrigued to see how you know Kyler Murray plays against that Cleveland Browns defense and, and their running game. I, I think that's a good 4 o'clock game. Yeah. It's the one that I'll be most interested in. There's only three. So. And this is where we have the Dolphins at Jaguars in London. So we'd be remiss if we didn't point that out. Sunday morning. And this makes Tom Abbey happy because I so often feel like all these London games I'm, I'm tailgating for. And yeah. Orchard Park, they have a Monday night game on the road, so I'll be able to there you go. wake up with a bowl of cereal and watch some football. There you go. I'm more of a... I think Sunday morning, it, I know this is crazy to some people. I love to get up and have like Leftovers from dinner on Saturday, some delicious. It depends. You got some food that I made. Got some good pizza left over on the parade down down. No, I haven't made orange pasta in like two months. Well, I'm here every week. <laughs> uh, week seven, uh, Broncos at Browns. Uh, I'm I'm interested in I, you know, I'm interested in almost every Browns game this year. It's yeah. so so long since this team has been at this level. They scare me on paper, is what I've been saying this whole time. Like, we'll see how it comes together, because sometimes these things don't work the way you, you think. But on paper, they terrify me what they could do to Buffalo in the playoffs. Yeah, understandably. That's a that's a hell of a team that they're putting together there, from what we can tell. Yeah, 1 o'clock, you have Kansas City at Tennessee, a, a, a really fun game right there. When Tennessee get every game at home, do they play on the road? What's going on with their schedule? <laughs> right. I haven't looked at it yet. No, in full. all uh, these big games for them are at home. We can uh, dissect it further in a few minutes. Yeah. Double check they got some away games on here. Yeah, um, Lions uh, at Rams in uh, week uh, the Stafford Bowl. Seven. The Stafford. Uh, I, I'm going to call it the Golf Bowl because I, yeah. you know Jared Goff was not great in yeah, LA, great. right? But, man, he's being really dismissed as, like, this big piece of trash that went to Detroit. He's not. He's not a piece of trash. He's not awful. He's a competent NFL quarterback that, in the right situations... That San Francisco should have traded for. Yeah. Looking at you, bud. Yeah. So, I mean, I I think that it's a... He's a competent NFL quarterback, and Lions fans shouldn't be... People think that maybe the Lions are the tank team this year. Um, Not so fast. Dan Campbell is a, I mean, he's a nasty, angry dude. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, in a fist fight of NFL coaches, ranks in the top two or three, I have to believe. Absolutely. He's huge. He's just strong. And uh, I think he, he instills a mentality amongst his players that and they'll fight for him. They believe in him. They get behind him. I know this from firsthand experiences. He yeah. took over as the interim for Miami a few years ago and did a really nice job. I so, think one thing with the, that you'll see with Detroit that's different based on him being there is you'll see a return to just some toughness. I feel like when you watch some of these Detroit games and it's, it's not a knock on any coaches or anything, it's just kind of the rep they've garnered. They weren't a very tough team up front. Right. Got pushed around a little bit. Matt Stafford's getting beat up, trying to bail him out of big deficits. And I, I think you'll see a little bit of that toughness come. And I think part of that's with some of the players that drafted. I mean, yeah. You can definitely see his uh, stamp on this draft class going big early and often. No doubt. Um, Saints, Seattle for Monday night. That's a fun one. Yeah. Um, we'll see who plays quarterback there. I really want James Winston to get that job. So, I, I don't want to see Taysom Hill. I think that James Winston deserves the opportunity there. And I think there's enough tools in the shed with that team for him to, to put on a performance and, and play really well. And, uh, you know, if he limits some of his mistakes, I, I saw earlier today that he's been training hard with Jay Glazer in the off season, uh, through 
Blazers MMA uh, training facility that he has in Los Angeles. I think that, um, you know, Jameis is committed and working really hard right now, and I think that this could be a coming out party for him, um, you know, potentially with the Saints if he wins that job. So, um, also that weekend, Miami comes back from London and has to play the next week. Now, the Jaguars, uh, they get their bye. I don't know if Miami just said, no, we don't want our buy that early, so yeah. go ahead and, and schedule us a game. But, boy, that's a, that's a competitive disadvantage. It's a tough ask. You know, you get six, seven, eight hours of flight time alone. After the game. Right. And, and it, it's it's tough, I think. So I'm, I'm a little concerned about that, I won't lie, as a, as a Dolphins fan. Week 8. Week 8, what do you got? Starting Thursday night, Green Bay at Arizona. Um, could be a fun game. Yeah, Favre. Yeah, Favre. Yeah, Favre. We got Rodgers. Yeah, Favre. Favre sitting on his couch watching Jordan Love play for the Packers. Is that where we were going <laughs> with this? a bunch of nonsense up there. <laughs> yeah, we got Rodgers going to Arizona. Could be a lot of fun that one. Yeah. Um, our, some... our Dolphins and Bills are playing each other. Yeah, on uh, Halloween. Halloween. Halloween's a Sunday. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, does that mean we trick-or-treating on the 30th? I think so. No. I mean, not me personally, but the kids. You know. Yeah, but that's college football Saturday. Yeah. We might have to talk about this. Well, I mean... Halloween's should... canceled unless it's a weekday. Right. <laughs> New rule. That's tough. It's tough for sports guys. There's some good games this week, too. Tennessee and Indy. I think we've kind of mentioned our love for both of these, these teams, so that should be a fun one. Tampa yeah. Bay at New Orleans at 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cowboys at Vikings on Sunday Night Football and Giants yep. at Chiefs on Monday Night Football. So Some weird matchups there. You know. right. Vegas and Baltimore get their buys together that week. I'm not a big Minnesota fan this year, I don't think. I don't know. It may be time for a changing of the guard there. Yeah, it just at, seems stagnant. At head coach and at, at quarterback. I mean, maybe Kellen Mond is the future there in Minnesota. Um, seemed interesting to use a pick that early yeah. on a quarterback if you don't see potentially looking to move on from Kirk Cousins, though I think that he still has plenty left in the tank. Uh, some team would be very happy to scoop him up if they have some talent already on the roster. Uh, Justin Jefferson would, uh, I mean, he thrived last year. Yeah. Their running game is strong. It's just, it's just when you try to think about the rest of their roster, it's like, who, who, who are you excited about? They had a great defense, and their offense sucked. Now they yeah. got a decent offense, their defense is, like, on the decline. So, yeah. yeah, they just missed each other. It yeah. happens so often in football, too. Jets, Colts, the Thursday night in Week 9. Woof. Yeah. Titans, Rams for the Sunday night game, and Bears, Steelers on the Monday night game. Not, not great. I mean, Tennessee, Rams could be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, the the big one again that week, Packers at Kansas City. I saw a thing on the ESPN broadcast. It's the first time Mahomes will play the Packers. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Uh, Moving forward. Wow, that week's got a lot of weird games. Week 10, uh, my Dolphins host the Ravens on Thursday Night Football. One of the better Thursday night games that we've seen on the slate so far. Yeah, except uh, week three had a big, good group of, of primetime games. This one's... Yeah, this Pretty is, close to being this game. Chiefs Raiders on Sunday night. The Raiders gave the Chiefs some troubles last year. Yeah. And then Rams Niners on Monday night football. That's a that's a good three three yep. games in prime time again here. So um your Bills play the Jets that week. Nothing to be too excited about there. Except W's are always excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh-huh. other than that, Seattle at Green Bay is the other one that stands out. Seems at Tennessee looks like the best one o'clock game and uh oh, Really? Maybe Atlanta-Dallas could be a fun shootout. Maybe Cleveland-New England. It's so hard. We were, we were trying to figure out what to make of New England. I, mean, I assume Cam Newton's going to start, but at what point do, do they make the switch? Yeah. I mean, if they're in contention, they probably don't. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Then Thursday the 18th, we get uh, Patri- the Devils. Yeah, Patriots-Falcons. <laughs> um, yeah, should be. I kind of like that match if I... Stylistically, they're uh, opposing teams, you know. One team loves to sling it around, the other one uh, 
Doesn't look like offense. Presumably <laughs> is going to try to ground and pound it a little bit. Uh, Colts-Bills, great early window game. Wild card rematch. Yep. In a game that was Indianapolis close. had plenty of chances for <laughs> to compete in that game. So that was, that was a very good game. And, uh, you know, we're going to get the same thing here Sunday, November 21st. So Cowboys and Chiefs at 4 o'clock. Oh, yeah. I'm down. Me too. Steelers Chargers on Sunday Night Football. Fun. Fun. Um, Giants Tampa. This is the second Monday Night game the Giants got. What in the world are they getting two Monday Night games for? Because they're in New York. That's stupid. Well, they're actually in New Jersey. Google it. Yeah. I hear you. Sorry, everyone who doesn't know what that's about. Thanksgiving Day. A fun slate of football. Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions. Um, look forward to it. Vegas at Dallas. I like that, too. Yes. Buffalo at New Orleans in prime time. Yeah. How you feeling? Love it. I, I, when the Bills played the Cowboys two years ago on, prime, on Thanksgiving, it was the best home-viewing experience I've had of a Bills game. Family was all over. It was the 431. Everyone had just finished a huge meal. We busted out chips and snacks. And we're just cheering the Bills on as a big group. It was awesome. So to kick it back a few hours, a.k.a. a few six-packs later, it's yeah. going to be even more fun. Yeah. Let's get rough and rowdy. You absolutely should be excited about that. Yeah, and the Saints, obviously, fun place for football. I mean, that. Yeah. the, the Superdome is always a, a blast. So Right. If you're going to play the Saints, you might as well make it big. Right. I went to a Saints-Bills game once. Oh, boy. It's not my finest moment. <laughs> we don't need to talk about it. The final score wasn't nice either. Oh, it was gross. That was part of the reason. Though. Everything leads to it, though, you know? Yeah. It was a chain of events. <laughs> it sure was. Rams-Packers that week as well. I think that that game is is probably the marquee game in the 4 o'clock window. But (laughs) Browns-Ravens on Sunday night football. Man, that's going to be fun. Uh, Sunday, November 28th. Mark your calendars. It's one of my favorite weeks of the NFL schedule right now, week 12. Uh, Thanksgiving week. I I love all that I'm seeing here. There's some some intriguing 1 o'clock games. Um, Tampa Bay and Indy could be a lot of fun. Brady versus Wentz. You have Tennessee and New England battling it out with... No, will, will New England still be in contention then? Eagles and Giants jockeying for position in the yep. NFC East. And then you switch over to some 4 o'clock games. Obviously, that Rams-Packers game's good. Chargers-Broncos, divisional Vikings stuff. Vikings-49ers is sneaky good. And then that awesome Sunday night game is yeah. to top it off. And then a solid Monday night matchup of Seattle and Washington. Yeah. I think Washington football team is going to be, you know, more enjoyable to watch here. The quarterback play is going to be more exciting for sure. You know, you know. Oh, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Then we move to week 13, where we get the Cowboys at the Saints on Thursday night. So, you know, fun game. Anytime the Superdome in prime time is fun to watch. Back-to-back Thursday night games at New Orleans. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Both teams playing on Thursday before, so no real edge there. But that's that's fun that they get back-to-back Thursday night games. Then we talked about San Francisco and Seattle playing, and it's on Sunday night football on December 5th. There we go. And then you got the Bills and Patriots on Monday night at home, so we know that you'll be locked in in your seat. Ready uh, to rock and roll. Yeah. Having a great time. Who, who, who called that game? Did you get a claim on it? Got a no, claim on that. No claimant on the Monday night game. It's yeah. been actually pretty quiet. I think I've yeah. had three people text me so far. And I have nine games this year. Yeah. How have you had no claimant on your Monday night game? I don't know. That's crazy. It kicks off a crazy week for me, too. Yeah. Leading up to uh, your little trip south. Little trip south. Um, we've also got on the slate that week, uh, Denver KC. Tampa uh, Bay Atlanta. Yeah. Um, Baltimore-Pittsburgh. Baltimore-Pittsburgh games are always fun. Always violent. Always violent. San Francisco, speaking of violent football. Right. It's a Sunday night game that week. Right. There's another good week of... of well, I guess the Patriots-Bills game is probably not as exciting for the, the whole NFL, but for me, it'll be a right. uh, Steelers-Vikings kickoff week 14. Then we've got uh, Baltimore-Cleveland in a 1 o'clock game in Cleveland. Uh, Vegas at Kansas City in a 1 o'clock game. 
Dallas at Washington football team in a 1 o'clock game. So that 1 o'clock window is pretty good that week. Uh, then we've got Buffalo at Tampa. That's 425. That's just how far south you'll be going, right? That is approximately how far south I'll be going. Raymond James Stadium. That'll be fun, huh? Yes. Chicago at Green Bay in prime time. So, you know, not a game that you absolutely must rush to the bar to see after you're done, but I'm sure you will. Correct. <laughs> Rams and Cardinals on Monday Night Football. Uh, let's move forward to Week 15, where we have Kansas City at the Chargers on uh, Thursday Night Football to kick off the week. Then the times start to get a little murky. Uh, Sunday, December 19th, but there are Saturday games as well. Yeah, They have five games as potential flex into Saturday games. What are they? Are they taking two or three of those? They usually take... Actually, I think last year they did take... I think they only took two. I thought they did early mm-hmm. afternoon and night. I don't... It's possible. But three out of this five is not... This yeah. five is not the greatest five. No. Uh, Carolina, Buffalo, Las Vegas, Cleveland. I think that one's a, a good contender, potentially. Uh, New England and Indianapolis, Jets, Dolphins, and Washington football team, Philadelphia, are the teams, the five games that are eligible to be flexed into Saturday. Then the 1 o'clock window on Sunday, we've got Titans-Steelers. That's a good game. Um, Packers at Ravens. That's the, that's, that's the Fox game, yeah. And then the 4 o'clock window is pretty short. Three games. Uh, Bengals-Broncos, Falcons-Niners, Seahawks-Rams. That's the one that I'll be tuning into uh, primarily. Then we've got uh, the Saints-Buccaneers in prime time. Man, the Bucks. I know you got to take advantage of it, right? you got Tom Brady, the defending champion the Buccaneers. you got to get him on prime time a bunch. But Apparently, you can. Right. Then Vikings-Bears on Monday Night Football. Week 16. We've only got three weeks to go here. And uh, Week 16 kicks off with uh, Niners-Titans on Thursday night. Then we've got two Saturday games, Browns at Packers. If Aaron Rodgers is still around, man, that's going to be a fun one. Yeah, uh, Colts, same with the late one. Right, Colts at Cardinals, a uh, fun game for 8-15 on that day. Those are Saturday, which is Christmas. Yep. Well, that's an interesting fun day to have a little football. Day after Christmas, we get... Uh, a pretty big slate of games. Yeah, big slate of games, but man, oh, Jacksonville at the Jets, man, that's a stinkhole. <laughs> One versus two, though, in this draft, so I guess, I guess that would be the intrigue because both teams yes. are going to be four and eleven by then. Pittsburgh at Kansas City at four o'clock. Yeah. Sign me up. Uh, Washington football team at Dallas that could have major divisional implications. And then Monday night is the game of the week uh, as the Dolphins <laughs> take on the Saints. Uh, week 17, traditionally the end of the season, not this year. <laughs> not so fast, my friends. Uh, this is the week that ESPN has the right. Is it this nope, week? No, next the week one. after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, no Thursday night game this week. Yep. Um, but we have Falcons at Bills. Um, we have. Dolphins at Titans, good game, I think, right, Tom? Yeah, Raiders at, at Colts. Yeah, 4 o'clock window has Rams at Ravens. That's about it. Yeah, the Vikings at Packers for Sunday Night Football, and Browns at Steelers Monday, January 3rd. A blast, that would be. Right? And then Week 18, this, uh, this is the one where ESPN has the right to take two of these games. Um, and move them to Saturday, January 8th, instead of Sunday, January 9th. And I think it's pretty much free reign, right? They can yeah. take any of these games. They can take any of them now. So uh, you've got... Uh, They'll probably take anything that's uh, high playoff entry. Yeah, I would say so. And, um, you know, Dallas and Philly, that could be a, a division thing where they might take them. Yeah. Patriots and Dolphins, unlikely. Um uh, yeah. But it could be playoffs. Could, could be playoff. Both teams will be stepping that. around. Right. Uh, Pittsburgh at Baltimore the last week of the season. Yeah. The divisional matchups always are, are fun. So, um, Niners-Rams the last week of the season. Well, Se- Seahawks-Cardinals uh, could be those, a big yeah, one. Yeah, those four playing each other could be any of I mean, that, that division seems wide open. I guess. 
again. Right. Absolutely. Fun. So uh, we're going to take a quick break now here, and then we'll come back. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the Bills schedule um, yes. and, and give a little Bills content to our listeners tonight. And then uh, that'll pretty much wrap up the episode. We'll probably throw in a few uh, golf picks here uh, for this weekend, see if we can kind of come up with a winner or something for you guys. All right, we'll be right back. All right, thank you to our sponsors, uh, Lion Global. Those guys are, they do a ton for us. And uh, Tom and his team are the best at what they do. So visit them at lionglobal.com, L-Y-O-N, global.com. Tom and the team can help you with any of your digital needs, uh, marketing, um, anything that ups your social media presence. Uh, They're great at what they do. So uh, visit our friends over there. And now we are going to transition to just a quick little segment on the AT&T Byron Nelson this week. And it's at a new venue at TPC Craig Ranch this year, the first time a PGA Tour event has been held there. Uh, the AT&T Byron Nelson previously was at Trinity Creek. Uh, Sung Kang won the event in 2019. Um, very low-scoring event. It was far, I think he was a 23. It was a crazy low number. Uh, now it moves over to TPC Craig Ranch, so kind of tough to find an angle that you absolutely love here. Uh, but I found but a we few, did. Yeah, <laughs> I found a few that I liked here. Um, first of all, I like the Texas guys, right? I mean, it makes a lot of sense to go with the Texas guys here. I'm going to start right off with Sung Kang. I'm, I'm going to use him because he's plus 30000 on the odds right now. Um, just an insane, insane price on a guy who got his first win in the Dallas area. Um, his only PGA Tour win in the Dallas area. Um, and now the event moves to his home course where he plays a ton of golf. And uh, he knows the ins and outs of it. So if he plays well, he's going to have an opportunity to compete here. So um, I'm, I'm going to make that bet every single time because the risk is, is very minimal on a guy where you can cash in a major bet. I just put in a $10 wager is going to win you $3,000 if he happens to come out on top. So yeah, um, just makes a ton of sense here as a huge uh, long shot play. And then continuing with my uh, Texas theme here, uh, Will Zalatoris is a special member at TPC Craig Ranch. Um, he's a Dallas native. He's playing very good golf, um, performed very well at the Masters. I think he just makes so much sense in this situation. Um, take a shot on Will Zalatoris, plus 2800 uh, So a nice price tag on him here as well. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going with Scotty Scheffler for about the same reason. Um, this is a guy who's from this area. He's uh, been known to have played this course quite a few times. Um, so I think you don't really have much else to go on. You know, we don't have stats. We don't have driving distance and uh, greens and regulation to compare from the last couple of times at this course. Um, the only thing uh, we had, you had saw is the scores were low on the Corn Ferry Tour at this. So uh, yeah, really difficult scoring. So, no, no, no. Very, very great scoring. Oh. So. Yeah, yeah. So, Scotty Scheffler, at plus 1,800, I think somebody who has experience at this course might be helpful. And then I have Ryan Palmer, plus 4,000. Uh, he can get hot. Yeah. So, All right. And my last... You my, took some chance. So. Right. Uh, my last play of the week is uh, Brooks Kepka. Uh, coming back, he hasn't played since the Masters. Um, had the little knee uh, issue there at the Masters and struggled a bit. Uh, but... An event where the scoring pace is uh, it's going to be very rapid. He's, a lot of birdies can be made. His win this year at the TPC Waste Management, uh, TPC Phoenix Open, uh, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Jesus, can I put that together here at all? <laughs> so, I think that uh, Kepka here is a, a good a good value on Brooks Kepka at plus twenty two hundred. You don't see him at that kind of price very often, and I think now it's an opportunity to pounce on him uh, as they prepare for the PGA Championship. Yeah, in the same area, uh, plus 2,200, the same amount, Hideki Matsuyama, another one who just pour in a bunch of birdies and yeah. really put pressure on everyone else around him. So um, this, co- this course can, or this course, this tournament has led to a lot of fun weekends before. Right. Um, because of all the scoring, people are really not out of it. So A lot of people playing this event, you know, leading up to a major, the week prior to a major, you don't often see this type of field, uh, this strong of a field, uh, the week prior to a major, so... Um, everybody's coming in to, to get their games tuned up. They must see some kind of simil- similarities between Craig Ranch and what they're going to run into in Kiowa. Um, they'll 
I think it's hard to replicate the conditions of the ocean course there. So um, excited for that in two weeks. Um, now we promised a little Bills talk, Tom. We'll deliver. Pull that Bills schedule up for me. Let's do it. And uh, let's talk about it uh, game by game here real quick. So starting off at home, they get to play Pittsburgh in Buffalo, 1 o'clock start, getting the season going. And, uh, you know, obviously Big Ben uh, comes back. But the, their offensive line is a bit concerning, but the Bills' pass rush is, has not been the greatest over the last few right. years. Um We'll see if uh, Pittsburgh can establish a running game with Najee Harris. I think that's the thing that I'm most excited to see about this Pittsburgh team this year uh, because if they add that as part of their identity, I think they become a contender again. Uh, they can take some of that pressure off they've been from chucking it around 40 times a game. No question. Uh, week two at Miami, um, early season test for two teams that uh, will likely be the, the top two finishers in the AFC East. Yeah, I mean, if you're Buffalo, you have a, a game against... You know, two teams you're familiar with, um, but also two teams that were one who made the playoffs, won their division, and one who was a tiebreaker out of the playoffs. So you have two tough teams right off the gate. And then you get a division winner right after that in the yes. Washington football team. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick gets an opportunity to uh, to play against his uh, his former team once again. Which is what he said this year. Every week. Every week. Every yeah. week. But this was his true former team, man. This is where he made his identity was in Buffalo. Yeah. It was his first real opportunity to be the man. And uh, I'm sure that this game will certainly uh, hold a special place for him. Yeah, and hopefully he throws a fourth quarter interception. We're all reminded why he's not there anymore. And yeah. Go home, I mean, as long as Chase Young gets a few sacks in the game well, and keeps it tight. I want him nowhere near my, my Joshua. <laughs> Then uh, you catch a breather, right? Uh, it depends. If Watson's there, not a huge breather, but if Watson's not there, yes. Right. Houston is not what they used to be even last year. They weren't great last year. Um, everyone in the run of the league seems to be playing under the assumption that Deshaun Watson will not play football this season. So you kind of have to assume that the, you're running out there with Tyrod Taylor. And it gets tough. Then you have two very tough games on the road. At on, Kansas City on prime time. in prime time. At Tennessee in prime time. Bye week. Two of the three teams that beat them last year. Right. Back to back. Then bye week, and you get the Dolphins again. Uh, so that three-game stretch is going to be crucial to where Buffalo finishes this season, I really got to believe. Yeah. You can't go over three in that group. I mean, uh, you do have some games that are you would imagine you're going to be very much the favorite in, but you cannot lose three games in the middle of your season like that. Right. Um, Jaguars and Jets the next couple of weeks, so there's the breather we talked about. Both on the road, both teams you would imagine they will be favored in. Yeah. Favored by a lot, mm -hmm. um, based on what we're looking at now. Then you get to host the Colts again uh, in what's a rematch of a really fun playoff game. Uh, should be a, a really good game to watch. And then you go yeah. to New Orleans the following week on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. Uh, host should be a tough test. Absolutely. Host the Patriots on Monday Night Football. I know the Bills fans always love beating New England. Look at that. You, you go from Thursday to Monday there. Yeah. A little extra rest. There you go. And then, Suck it, Belichick. And then right back to primetime. Well, the afternoon football in Tampa Bay. Uh, but it's the it's the marquee matchup of the week. Yeah. Um, 425 in Tampa. Then uh, you come off that game and you get Carolina. Then at New England. Home for the Falcons late, and finish home with the Jets. So yeah, if you're gonna play Atlanta, it's nice to get them January second in Buffalo. Absolutely, be a little chilly for some of those guys. Overall, not the easiest schedule as you'd expect for a division winner, um, but you know, plenty of opportunities to to rack up some wins here. It looks like, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, there's a couple tough. The weird thing is, it seems like they're tougher teams are like. Group together, you have um, that stretch of Kansas City, Tennessee, Miami. You have a stretch of Indianapolis, New Orleans, New England, Tampa Bay. And then you kind of, yeah. the rest of it, you, you have some games where you, you feel like they should do well in. And, you know, it looks like when, when you see the schedule, if there's any regression or, or any struggles, any injury problems, yeah. it's a schedule that can it's put tough. you in trouble. Um, but if you stay healthy and everything goes according to plan, you're probably going to be in that 12 to 13 win 
area once again. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, it, 13 and 3 is hard to accomplish in the NFL. So, you know, you, you can't just take that for granted that a team's going to get there. You also can't expect to be as healthy as you have been. Uh, last year, they, they, had, they had really good luck with no major players. Um, you didn't lose Diggs. You didn't lose Allen. You didn't, you know, th- those type of marquee. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, their injuries were more on the defensive side. Right. The offense stayed uh, pretty healthy. Yeah. Until Moss went down at the end of the year. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's a pretty good group. Um, they returned everybody. They're running it back. So you know what to expect out of this Buffalo team for the most part. Yeah. And and now let's see let's see if they can keep it together or take another step. If they've done enough to they, they it really feels like they're trusting their own development internally as opposed to trying to improve the roster. And that's, I mean, continuity is an amazing thing in the NFL. If you have it, it it's it's hard to come by. And um, these Bills players that had the option to seek other opportunities, they didn't choose to do that because they want to stay here and they want to work hard and they want to bring Buffalo a championship. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see what Buffalo can do. Uh, you know, it's fun for me, not even as a Bills fan, but when the Bills team is good, the fan base is invigorated, and every game means a lot. And you know, it, it can be really exciting to to be in Western New York, yeah. even even as a non Bills fan. Yeah, every game gets a little more. Uh, every weekend gets a little more exciting here. Right. Um, yeah. So that's so gonna to that's gonna wrap us up for this week. Uh, we're actually gonna next week we're gonna unveil our much too early NFL power rankings. Um, a little nervous. Yeah. I'll never throw this out there. Yeah. So we're going to do a combined power rankings to start the season. It'll be the Hammer Sports Power Rankings. And then we're going to, um, move, moving forward, we'll talk about teams we're really interested in seeing. We'll talk about win totals as we get closer to the yeah. season. Um, there are going to be lots of opportunities. Plenty, to talk of, about that plenty of football to be had on this podcast. Yeah. So um, we were just going over. Sorry. Let me walk over you again. No, you're good. We were just going over setting up our schedule for previewing college and previewing the pros and working fantasy in. So we've got that all locked and loaded. And Yeah, uh, by mid-June, you can expect a lot of football-heavy podcasts, football-preview-heavy yes. podcasts. So um, this is kind of a little bit of a lull from what is our primary topics that we have. Uh, we're going to have some more ancillary conversations next week. PGA Championship, which will which will keep us flowing. I mean, next week PGA Championship, we're going to talk about NBA playoffs as they're getting started yeah. next week. At literally while we're going, there'll be some games on. Yeah, um, we'll be talking hockey playoffs. Um, those are always fun to keep an eye on, and uh, you know we'll, we'll be rolling out our power rankings. So next week should be a, a fun show here. Absolutely. So uh, look forward to getting back next week. And uh, I'm going to be spending the weekend in Las Vegas. So that's rough. It'd be UFC. Man, we didn't talk any UFC tonight. Let's let's take a quick quick glance at the card this weekend and what stands out to us. This is just on the fly right now that I realized that we didn't talk any UFC. What are we doing here, Tom? You're catching me slipping. These are our guys, too. I know this is a, a really fun card that we've got. Michael Chandler and Charles Oliveira is the main event. Uh, also, Benil Dariush against Tony Ferguson. Uh, big fan of that fight. Yeah. Uh, Edson Barbosa and Shane Burgos. Another fun fight. Um, Antonina Shevchenko fighting Andrea Lee. Uh, Jacare Souza against uh, Andre Muniz. Lando Venata is fighting, huh? Against Mike Grundy. Uh, Tucker Lutz against Kevin Aguilar. Rogerio Bontorin against Matt Schnell, and uh, Sean Soriano against Christos Diagos. So plenty of fun fights on that card. I can tell you I am so amped to see what happens between Oliveira and Chandler. Oliveira has been on tear, and Chandler had that monster performance in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Do you have a, a feeling on this fight? I like the way Chandler fights. I feel like he can... So limited to him, you know, not a lot of UFC experience, obviously, the one fight, but he has a ton of experience in the cage. He's a very, he's a plus wrestler. He likes to control a little bit of the clinch work. Um, just, you know, I love that kind of a fighter, so I'm yeah. a big fan. What's he at? He's got to be plus something. Plus right? 105, yeah. Uh, oh, that's close. That's 
Let's get the sign of a good main event. What's the Ferguson Darush? Uh, Ferguson's plus 150, Dariush is minus 180. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I love Benil Dariush. I talked about this earlier this year when, when Dariush was uh, preparing to fight Diego Fajeda. And uh, Dariush, you know, was dominant in that fight. Um, we've got, uh, you know, and that, that one He's is... sneaky good. He is, for sure. Um, okay. Here's an interesting one with Edson Barbosa and Shane Burgos. Edson Barbosa, plus 110. And, man, is he explosive. He's lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Burgos is awesome, too. Though. Yeah. A, that should be a, an explosive fight there. So many of these fights, guys. I've got the biggest spread on these fights. There is a minus 230 favorite on the first fight of the night. It looks like Chris Dostiagos against Sean Soriano. Um, then you've got minus 160 against plus 130. Minus 110, minus 120, minus 125, minus 105, minus 115, minus 115, minus 115, minus 115. It's, <laughs> I mean, it is, these, these fights are like, they are completely even as you go yeah. through these fights. It's it's going to be an incredible card because of that. So, um, you know, if I were to give a pick off the cuff here, I would say that uh, I like Edson Barbosa at plus 110 because of his explosive ability. And, um, you know, I actually, Jacare Souza at minus 115 is, he, he's such a good fighter, and, and I think he still has something left in the tank. So, yeah, he's um, awesome. that, against Andre Muniz. So, um, those are the two that really stood out to me uh, that I would like to get some action on top. I like it. All right. Um, we're going to wrap up now. Excited to come back next week. Hopefully, um, my pockets are full from a weekend in Las Vegas. And uh, we'll uh, we'll have a great NBA preview and PGA Championship preview next week. Uh, until then, we'll catch y'all guys later. Yep.